church? Uh, yeah, everybody's still talking in the room and online. I know that you're still probably getting your coffee, but let's try that again. Good morning, church. It's good to have you here. How many of you have been enjoying the incredible weather this weekend? I think we do this every summer where we kind of ask everybody, how do you like it? And we hear different people are like, woohoo, we really love the heat. And then you got a guy like this one right beside me who's like, I don't like the sunshine at all. And uh, It's because when I step outside, I burst into flames. That is true. My skin does not agree with the sun. But man, it has been a beautiful weekend. Today, I think, is, is apparently one of the longest. I think it is the longest day that we get and the hottest day of the year so far. Praise you, Jesus. I love heat. Uh, it is good, but it is great to have you here at Callwood Church. Welcome to everybody again. Uh, you are part of the Callwood Church family, uh, whether uh, online or here. It is just good to have you here. Now, Today is a pretty significant day, and we've talked about it, we've prayed about it, but it's Father's Day. So we want to say Happy Father's Day to all the fathers who are with us. Um, it, we, we honor you, we love you, we celebrate you. Thanks for being here with us today. And over the last um, couple of weeks, we have been doing this series called Let's Talk About That. The emphasis of let's talk about that is for the month of June, I really wanted to put onto our stage our pastors. How many of you are a little bit COVID tired, right? How many of you were tired of, you know, and you wanted to see people and we realized that we maybe a lot of the people who have been new to us, especially haven't had the opportunity to meet some of our pastors. And then I thought, well, let's just not put the pastor on the stage. Let's put their spouse as well. And so that's a kind of fun one too. Some of the spouses I think have just nodded and just been polite with that. But we wanted to have a conversation of let's talk about that. And so the idea with Let's Talk About That is you have an opportunity today. We are going to talk to these incredible people sitting to my right, Pastor Tyson and Lindsay Stair and little Bo Stair. Uh, here he is, everybody. This is his debut today, and he has been waiting with anticipation to get on stage and take the mic. Hey, Bo. I mean, this is exciting because we have heard about Bo, but Folks, he's real. He's right here. Uh, th this is great. And so, but what we want you to do is we want you to engage with the Stair family a little bit. And so this is what we're asking you to do. Pull out your phones. And so open a text dialogue. And what we want you to do there is maybe you have a question for Pastor Tyson and Lindsay that they're going to get an opportunity to respond to. The idea with this is all you have to do is put the, the number 250-478-7113. And then at the bottom, write the word talk, and it's going to interact with you. You'll have a chance to answer your questions. And so, and I know, I know, Bo, I'm talking way too much already. So, but uh, it's going to be good here. So today we have Pastor Tyson and Lindsay. So hello, everybody. And Bo. I think Bo might be going to have a nap pretty soon, so I might go. Okay, Bo, Bo may be going for a quick nap, but we wanted to introduce, every, everybody, let's give thanks to seeing Bo today. This is a good deal. He just woke up from a sleep, apparently, to, to make his debut, but it is good. We love having kids in our church family. So, Pastor Tyson and Lindsay, why don't I give you the, the mics now? Why don't you say some good mornings, and um, we'll jump into some questions today. Yeah, it's so good to be with you all, church family, and uh, it's exciting to be able to bring our son into the church that we are a part of and that we're so grateful to be pastors in. So thanks so much for 
uh, how you have welcomed him. Uh, I know it's been during COVID, so that's been kind of weird and, and difficult and challenging, but we have felt so supported and so loved uh, through all the prayers, through giving us meals and uh, skip the dishes, gift cards, and some of the presents that we've received. So thank you so much for how you have blessed our family, even during this interesting time of having a child during COVID. We're so grateful for this amazing church family. So thank you for, for blessing us that way. We're grateful. Love that. And Lindsay, it is good to have you here too today. I love getting to chat with you especially as well. I love the wisdom and the enthusiasm you bring to life. So we're going to jump in with a, a couple of um, easy questions. Let, let's get you kind of settled in a little bit. But uh, why don't you guys talk to us some, um, how long have you been married? Let, give us uh, an indicator on that. Um, well, we have been married, it'll be nine years this August, so that feels crazy to say because it feels like just yesterday, but nine years uh, this August we've been wed. Been wed, I like that answer. Okay, so uh, Tyson, I, I'm going to ask you, what, what, what's your most memorable date with your wife? Oh, good question. Um, when Lindsay and I lived in Saskatoon, one of the things that we would love to do when we'd go out on dates is we'd usually go out for, for food somewhere, and we would end it at this arcade in Saskatoon called Ruckers. And we would go play games with a bunch of other children running around and screaming. It was like Chuck E. Cheese, basically, <laughs> and just chaos. And we would play Wheel of Fortune, and we would play Double or Nothing because we got to get those tickets to get the prizes. So <laughs> those were some of our, uh, probably one of our most fun dates. I think we also, we used to also go out for, for uh, food. And uh, yeah, we'd, we'd go to this restaurant on uh, Broadway Avenue in Saskatoon, and we'd go grab some desserts after going out on a date and play checkers or chess against each other and have have fun doing that kind of thing so i think those are some of our more memorable kind of dates that we've been on we're pretty, well, <laughs> i'm gonna say we're like pretty low-key i just wanna i'm a verbal processor and a quality time person so i just want to talk the whole time i don't want a hot air balloon or anything fancy i just want to have a meal and talk so that's what we do no, that's totally fun. Now, what I want to do, uh, Lindsay, I'm going to stay with you maybe for a moment. Um, what, do you, what do you like to do for fun? Like when, when you got some time on your hands, what do you, what do you like? <laughs> we were laughing because I knew this question would come up and I'm like, fun? I don't have fun. Um, <laughs> no, I, I, what is really fun for me, I do enjoy like going for coffee uh, with girlfriends um, before COVID times, but hopefully once again, I'll be able to do that. Um, I like baking. I like to, uh, I like decorating more than eating the treats. So that's something I like to do for fun. Uh, crocheting, I don't know. Mostly being with people. Honestly, people is sort of my, my thing. So anything with people. So that's been an interesting one, I guess, through COVID since you, you can't. So you're ready to have a lot of fun by the sounds of it, I think, Definitely. moving forward. <laughs> okay, Tyson, um, what do you do for fun? What's, what's the drill? Uh, I love playing sports, watching sports. I like reading, I like going for hikes, um, out in nature. Um, yeah, those are kind of some of the key things I love to do to kind of unwind and refuel. Now, there's, it's interesting, right? Like you've given us truth, but then you've given us not the full truth to what you just said there. Because this, this conversation room right now is, is lighting up a little bit. And I'm going to steer a question to Lindsay for a second. And it is this, Lindsay, how do you deal with Tyson's shoe fetish? 
Yeah, it's a, it's a real issue. The new one that's a problem okay. is oh, uh, wow. here the we new go. rule since having just, Bo. Just getting ready to be the, thrown under the bus here. <laughs> the new rule in the, in the Stair household since having Bo is if Bo gets a new pair of shoes, <laughs> Dad gets to get the matching shoes. It's a good so, deal. Um, we'll see how long that lasts. I think it's biblical. <laughs> okay, t- tell us about this, sh- this shoe thing, Tyson. Like, seriously, like, there are multiple questions here. <laughs> I can't uh, keep up with them. Basically, the only thing I ask for for my birthday and Christmas and our anniversary is a new pair of shoes. So I get two to three pairs of shoes a year, and I love... <laughs> I'm nerdy about them. I could tell you, like, why they're cool and what, when I was, like, the first to do this. And I don't know. I just like shoes, I guess. I don't know. I love it. And I think I already know the answer to this question here. But are you going to train up Bo in the way he should go when it comes to the shoe is a question. Absolutely, I will. Amen. Amen. Can somebody say amen to that? I think think Bo might have more shoes than I do already. So (laughs) he has a good start. Well, listen, like this this is a big deal today. And it's funny, like kind of getting to know some of the, the, the fun stuff here. But today is Father's Day. So this is a significant day. And actually, quite strategically, I wanted the two of you to be on this day for a particular reason, to which we'll get to in a quick moment. But um, I know a little bit of your journey, and I know your parents as well. And so what I want to ask is, could you maybe tell us today on a Father's Day about your father and what he meant to you? And whoever wants to go can go. Sure. Um, I'll describe my dad to you. My dad is super fun super outgoing, uh, and just a very creative person. Uh, Growing up, my dad was very involved with us, which I always really appreciated. He was like one of my favorite people to play Barbies with because he had the best ideas and he would get right in there. So I'm very grateful um, for how involved he was. He would always come on field trips, school field trips and things like that. So I really appreciate that. Um, And he's influenced me a lot, especially in creative ways. Uh, He's an architect and does... uh, a cartoonist as well. He's actually just writing a children's book right now. Cool. Um, so that's been really influential. And yeah, and I guess that's a little bit about my dad. I'll let you share. Yeah, um, my dad is awesome. He's, um, I think, been one of uh, my brother and my biggest fans and has been there for us pretty much our whole lives growing up. Uh, I think one of the things I appreciated most is even in the midst of busy schedule where he was working for the Royal Bank growing up, he always made time to come to my basketball practices or to, to come to our games and to, to be really involved. And I remember when I, was, when I was younger, he would get home from a full day of work and we would, my brother and I would mob him at the door and we'd be like, Dad, let's go play Lego. Dad, let's go play hockey in the basement. And he always had somehow the energy to do those things even after a full day of work where he was probably exhausted. And so I think... Um, one of the things I appreciate most is just he was always so involved and, and there for us. And he's a great listener and uh, has definitely influenced me in so many, so many important ways. So if we were to continue with, uh, what's one piece of advice that you received from dad that you, you hold on to, you cherish, maybe you even speak it again to somebody else? Mm, one piece of advice my dad always said was... Uh, don't sweat the petty things and don't pet the sweaty things. But <laughs> it is a good, it's a good piece of advice. Um, but my dad would always give me lots of, 
That's well, a great piece of advice, actually. Advice. Come on. But my dad would always give me lots of good um, metaphors uh, to think about. Lots of stories and metaphors is kind of how he taught me. And so I always really appreciate those. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think one, one um, piece of wisdom that has always stayed with me, and uh, this is before I was a pastor, before I was on staff at a church or anything, and I was, I was frustrated with some, some things that were happening in our church uh, back home in Saskatoon at a certain season. And, and I said to my dad, like, I, I'm just I'm frustrated. I feel like my voice doesn't matter. I feel like what I'm doing here doesn't matter and all the ways I'm serving. And I remember my dad just said to me at one point, Tyson, it takes a long time to turn a big ship. And you got to be patient. And just because you're frustrated right now, it doesn't mean that you need to walk away or that you need to leave, but you need to stay engaged and be a part of the change that you want to see happen. And, you know, that's before I was a pastor, but it's stuck with me because that's my, I, my heart is I hope for people in the church community that we're a part of is that they would have that same grace towards, you know, us as a pastoral staff. And so I'm so thankful that my dad, even though he wasn't on staff at a church at that point, had that kind of perspective and wisdom to share with me as an angsty teenager who thought he knew all the answers <laughs> to the problems with the church. I think that's pretty uh, neat. And again, um, we've got lots of things rolling in here online, but uh, I have a, a, a personal message that has been sent to me. Um, and I'd like to actually read this right now. Um, and it says this, on this, your first official Father's Day, I want to say how great you are doing already in your role as a dad. I have loved every minute of being your dad, and I see that type of love and joy in you. You are smiling every time I see you with Bo. This little guy has stolen your heart. That's how it should be, just like you did with me when you were born. I want you to know that we are praying for you and Lindsay and Bo every day, and we're so proud of you guys. I have been known to ask people if they've seen my grandson, Bo, and pull up a picture or two for show. Very proud to be your dad and Bo's grandpa. Love you, Lindsay and Bo. Love, Dad. <laughs> Sorry to get you emotional, but hey, um, Tyson. Lindsay, Lindsay likes to joke with who my parents are. I don't stand a chance when it comes to emotions because my dad would be crying too. <laughs> he probably is as he's maybe watching this. Uh, Russ is a good man, but I love that, that he would take some time to, uh, to say those things to Thanks, you Thanks, Dad. I appreciate it if you're watching. Now, obviously, there's a great pivot transition point to us in that we're on Father's Day. And um, recently, you um, became parents. And I know we had an opportunity to see Bo a couple minutes ago, but maybe you didn't get a chance. But I do think that we've got a picture that we are going to show uh, everybody here in the room today. So everybody, oohs and ahs, let's go. Come on, get it out of the system. And uh, like, how does this kid not make you smile? Like, what a, what a beauty, right? Strong-willed, um, he's very strong, period. He's got a good set of lungs, uh, so I've heard. But uh, what a great family and a great joy. Here, here's one question that came in on the chat in regards to Bo. Tice, what was the first thoughts, actually, that came to your head as you uh, saw your son for the very first time? <laughs> uh, that's a good question. Um, I think I... I, was, I knew that, that moment of, of Bo being born was going to be coming, and uh, the first words that I said to him was the words that the Father spoke over Jesus at his baptism, 
but oh, you are my son whom I love and in you I'm well pleased. Mm. And, I, and I just, I felt like that was an important kind of marking moment that before he does anything, before he ever, you know, says his first words or takes his first steps or anything, that he is marked by love and that he knows that he is loved. And, uh, and uh, my first thoughts were, um, I was just blown away. You know, the nurse, the nurse asked what, <laughs> what his name was, and I was just like, I couldn't get it out. I was, just, I was amazed that I was proud of Lindsay and amazed that I was a dad. And uh, just, yeah, I knew that, that and from that moment on, things would never be the same that they were before. And I would, my first thought was, I'm always going to be a dad from now on. Um, so yeah, those were kind of some of the first thoughts that came into my mind. I love that. That's a great question for whoever um, asked us. Now, family has always been a desire for the two of you for quite a long time. We've known each other a while. And yet, um, that was an unmet desire for a lot of time. And you guys have both published that in different ways over our years. Um, but, you know, when you've now moved to having Bo, can, can you talk to us a little bit about that journey of desire, unmet desire? Like, what, what was it like, actually? And maybe um, can you attach it to, what did that do to your relationship with God? Um, what were the feelings? What were some of the emotions there? So I don't know how you'll frame that, but... Yeah, um, so for Linz and I, as she mentioned, we've been married for almost nine years now, and our plan when we got married was we're going to, you know be married for a few years and then have kids together, kind of get us get established. We got married pretty young. And so our plan was to get married, get married young, grow together for a few years, and then, uh, and then seek to have a family together. And uh, when it got to that time where we were ready to start trying, it just didn't happen. You know, it didn't happen in the timeline that we expected. It didn't happen the way that we were expecting. And so we had to go through uh, years of infertility, and that, that involved going to doctor's appointments, going to specialists to try and figure out what was going on, what was happening. And uh, yeah, it was a really hard season because we, we had this desire that was in our hearts, but it wasn't being fulfilled the way that we expected or the, in the timeline that we had hoped for. And so it was really challenging for I think for myself, I'll say, with, for my relationship with God in moments, and I think for our relationship in certain moments too, um, as you go through this, you're not always on the same page when it comes to feelings and emotions with your spouse. <laughs> and in one moment, I could be really sad and frustrated, and Lindsay's good, and, and vice versa. She could have been really frustrated or sad and wondering, why aren't you sad and frustrated with me in this moment? And so it, it, I think it really did caused some challenges and some difficulties for us um, when, when our hope and our prayers weren't answered in the way that we were hoping and expecting in, in our timing with those things. Yeah. yeah, I think, yeah, you summed it up really well. I think the, the journey with God through the entire process was confusing, <laughs> if I'm being honest. It was, uh, it was a lot of emotions. It was lack of hope, um, then lots of hope, uh, very confusing, um, wondering if, if my desires were in line with God's, wondering mm. what was going on. Um, so it was really challenging would be a good word for it. Um, uh, yeah, it was a really hard time. And I do think that there was lots of great things that came out of it and came through it. But 
yeah, the emotions when you're going through almost a loss, but a loss of something you haven't had yet, and uh, just no clarity of what is to come. Um, should you be hoping for a child? Should you be hoping that your desires change? It was, it was pretty confusing and, and challenging. I can only imagine actually what it would be. And I know that Lisa and I have had the opportunity to uh, journey with, with you guys through something like this for a lot of years. But, um, and it is a tough place, um, as you have acknowledged, when you're even watching all of your friends starting to have families, and yet that's not happening um, for you. And yet now, you know, we're on the other side of that piece right now. And I'm sure that there's going to be still a lot of life journey and lessons that God is going to teach to you uh, through that. Now, but you've got, we've got Bo. What a great little kid. Um, tell us a little bit about how these first few months of the journey um, have been. Um, what's it been like being new parents? Um, how are you adjusting to that? Um, Tice, I know one of the questions in here has been, are you going to be that 3 a.m. sort of a dad who will get up and take care of the boy? And uh, so anyway, how's, how's life been in the last few months, people? <laughs> Lindsay's ready. No, it's been, it's been amazing and challenging. I guess that's my word for the morning. But um, yeah, things have been... Uh, tricky with Bo too. He uh, had some pretty bad reflux at the beginning and some colic, so navigating that has been interesting. Um, and then, of course, you throw in that we're, uh, our hopes have finally been met, and we're so excited for this baby, and it's a global pandemic. Nobody can come in your home. So, yeah. of course, there's just layers to that, too, of, um, you know, grieving an in-person baby shower or some things that we hope for so long for um, that haven't happened. But then also seeing God's hand of faithfulness in just different ways um, and unique ways uh, through through this. So yeah, it's been it's been challenging, um, but it's also been pretty wonderful too at the same time. Sure. Yeah, I think my one sentence summary that I've been saying to people is it's both the best thing and the hardest thing that we've ever done. And uh, Bo is amazing and such a gift and a joy to our lives, but there's also been challenges that we didn't necessarily foresee coming, you know? You can know that you're going to not be able to sleep a whole lot, but you don't know necessarily that he's going to have difficulties with eating, difficulties with sleeping. And when you watch all those, you know, classes and tutorials on, on being a parent and, being a ba like, and raising a baby, you're like, he's not doing any of those things. He's not doing any of the things that they're saying he should be doing. So what's going on? And so, you know, going to doctor's appointments, trying to figure out, um, yeah, why he's crying so much and some of those challenges have definitely been stretching. I think one of the things for me in it has just been realizing that God will use my son to sanctify and to grow me. <laughs> and if, you, if you're not a parent... Um, having a kid will show you where you lack certain fruit of the spirit. I'll tell you that much. Like uh, what, Tyson? <laughs> like, I've never known. Like patience. Okay. Like kindness, like gentleness. gentleness. <laughs> <laughs> Both of you at the same time. You know, when <laughs> I, I was joking with our staff, you know, you don't think you're ever going to be angry at your son for smiling at you, but when it's 3 a.m. and he's been crying for an hour and he won't go back to bed and then he looks up with a big smile on his face, you're just like, come on, Bo, go to sleep. I don't, I don't need this right now. I love you. Your smile is great, but go to sleep. But yeah, there's just been moments where, you know, you get to kind of 
the end of your own rope and you go, God, I need your help in these moments. Grow patience in me. Grow gentleness and kindness and, and self-control in me in these moments so I don't get frustrated because uh, he's just an infant and he's not meaning to cause us frustration <laughs> or difficulty. Um, but it just shows you kind of the, um, the way I've kind of come to see it is it shows you kind of a mirror to your soul and some of the things that you thought or I, that I thought that I've dealt with, but it's like, oh, there's still some more stuff that I got to give to God and surrender to him and, and grow in, in certain areas of my life. I was going to say too, I think um, one other hard thing about finally having this dream fulfilled and um, being so excited about it is uh, that I've been dealing with is just then not allowing myself permission to have hard days or to have difficult times with little baby Bo. Mm. Um, just because we've been on this journey for years and years, it seems like I should enjoy every moment of every scream or every day because, um, <laughs> you know, that, that narrative that's not the Lord saying, well, you asked for this, like, how dare you complain? Don't you dare, like, have a hard time with it? Um, so that's kind of been something I've had to kind of fight through. And, and I've been working through a bit of postpartum anxiety and depression, um, just, I think, with COVID and, and with those sorts of thoughts, trying to combat that. So that's been a bit of a challenge, too, something that I didn't really see coming. You think, oh, once my hope gets fulfilled and we have this beautiful baby boy, that's the end of the story. But I mm -hmm. think what God is really showing me is, nope, <laughs> there's, there's more story here and there's more... Um, opportunity to grow and yeah be sanctified like you said and trust in jesus even more it's not just done when that hope is filled so that that's powerful insight i like what you just said there Lindsay. even when your hope has been met that god's still not done with the story and that he's going to use you in significant ways it's tough isn't it like to have to talk through our garbage mm -hmm. our mud and yet how god kind of takes us through those moments. I just want to say thanks for that honesty, actually, because I think if the rest of us were going to be honest, we relate to that. We've got our own mud. We've got our own stuff. And even when God brings that hope met or still living in an unmet desire, he's still not done with our sanctification. Big church word, right? But that he's, he's processing us. I love that. I think that's very very, very valuable. Now, I got to say, though, like, we saw the pictures a couple moments ago, that cute smile. I don't know if I believe you that he's yelled at you once or that he's woken up in the middle of the morning. I mean, angels can't do that, can they? Uh, my, it's good. Let's ask another questions that have come in here. Um, what have been some of the greatest joys of having Bo, though? I mean, all that you leaned a little bit more into, this has been tough. Um, but what have been some of the cool joys that you've um, been able to experience? I think for me, um, just kind of understanding the way that God sees us, honestly, um, by mm. the way that I see Bo. I, I, it's easy to say, like, Father God, and to hear about that, and um, to kind of, I guess I've always just received that from the child perspective, but then now becoming a parent, um, understanding... Uh, yeah, just, uh, I guess, not that I understand God, but seeing, uh, just, un I guess, what am I trying to say? Yeah, it's just been an interesting perspective shift um, that I have experienced, like looking at Bo uh, just with so much love in my heart and 
And even if he's, you know, fussy or something like that, I'll love him unconditionally no matter what. And just sort of understanding that a little bit more. And then even the other side of that, too, is um, when he needs boundaries or yeah. when he needs me to... He's still little, so he doesn't really need discipline yet. But when he needs... We'll say boundaries. <laughs> when he needs boundaries or he needs um, help with different things, he might not understand why he doesn't get these things, but I'm able to see a bigger picture. And I've had a few moments in that going, whoa, okay, that's, that's the Lord to me. And it, it seems unfair right now, but I don't have his macro perspective of things. Um, right. And so, yeah, that's kind of been a cool joy that I don't think I would have quite, or I just couldn't comprehend until I had Bo. Wow, Tice, how about you? Like, what have been some of the, the neat joys besides the shoes? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, I mean, you guys saw his smile. There's nothing like when you see, you know, you go to wake him up in the morning and he, his first thing is to just look up at you and smile. And it's just like, that's such a joy and it fills your heart, fills my heart up. Um, also, I, because he wakes up pretty early, a lot of mornings I get a t chance to take him for a walk outside in the community and the amount of middle-aged women who have said to me, good job, dad, <laughs> or just smiled at me or waved at Bo. It's been, you know, just a joy. I love that. Here's a neat question. It's a little bit, um, it deviates away from the family conversation, but it's a good one. If you could change one thing about your spouse, what would it be? <laughs> Sometimes you don't have to answer things either. I, it's, you know, the, and this is going to sound like a bit of a cop-out, but we've been going through the marriage course, and this last session was on conflict resolution. And one of the things in the session that I talked about was viewing your partner's differences as strengths. And so early on in marriage, I think the answer would have very easily been uh, Lindsay's <laughs> super organized and, and type A and likes details and planning and that side of things. And I'm more type B, kind of laid back, go with the flow. And I think that that's had certain conflict moments for us as a couple. But I don't think, you know, trying to keep it in that perspective, I don't think I would change that because she sharpens me and makes me better because sometimes she's the one who's planning, uh, you know, a trip somewhere and is like, hey, what, what about this, 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 this? And I'm like, I don't know. We'll figure it out when we get there. But she, you know, is super organized. And so I think I wouldn't necessarily say I would change that, but I say yeah. that's a difference between us as a couple. Um, and one thing that I definitely would change is how she uses a tube of toothpaste. It is gnarly, and it's <laughs> why did. we have separate tubes yeah. of toothpaste. Early now. on, we got our own toothpaste tubes, and that was very <laughs> good for our marriage. Smart. But I know my answer. Smart. Um, our, the amount of money we spend on ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> That's guilty. Parachute ice cream just opened up in the West Shore, and I think I've spent over $50 there so far. Okay, let's move on. Parachute ice cream. He's looking for an endorsement. That's why he shouts you out that. right now. So, uh, I will take this that. Is good. So we got an ice cream deal, and we got a shoe deal. So, yeah, bank account. Now, that's a good question, but I loved your... Um, your approach. You know, a lot of the times it's not about how you're changing the other person. That's not what you're supposed to do. God wants to change you. You know, it's not the spouse. Uh, work on your own stuff. Anyway, I think that was good. Were you going to say something there? Okay. I think it's good. I'm going to ask one more question, and because our time is kind of coming to the end here. And Lynn, I know that you um, addressed this a little bit, but maybe you'd have more to it, kind of give you the last say. But it's, um, it's this. Have you observed on this Father's Day, the Father's love in a brand new way. 
during this season, though? Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I definitely have experienced the Father's love in a, in, a, in a new way this season. I think one way that I've just, and we kinda, I kind of was experiencing this through our infertility journey, was um, just understanding uh, that, yeah, God loves greater than we could ever understand, that it's perfect, and that his view, I touched on this earlier, but that his view sees the entire picture. It's not just narrowed in. And um, I know for us, like with our infertility journey, uh, one of the difficult things I found was, okay, well, God, why am I not having a child now? Like, now would be a good time. My sister's had her kids. My friends have had their kids. Like, can we have our child now? But I feel like um, through the journey, God kind of showed me his point of view and that we get to co-parent with Holy Spirit for Bo. Mm. We're not, it's not Tyson and Lindsay's baby. It's God's child, and mm. we are partners with him in, in parenting Bo. And he knows the entire picture. He knows the day and year that Bo needs to be born so that he has the right kids in his elementary class, that he crosses the road at the right moment. Like, God knows that. And mm. we've even seen that in our own lives, the way that our paths cross, um, we met kind of because Tyson had a former relationship. Like, it's just so interesting that God can use those pieces. So I guess this Father's Day and throughout the journey, um, just learning that, yeah, God sees the whole picture, and it might hmm. see, seem from my lens very narrow it in, like he's not answering my prayer, but really my prayer is part of a grander story. And if I can surrender that to God and trust him and his heart, I... It, it just will work out the way that it needs to work out and just, I guess, having a humility to understand I'm a little ignorant of the whole story. I don't have the whole picture God does. So I guess this Father's Day, I'm just remembering that and that he is trustworthy and he sees it all so I can trust him with it, even in the confusing pockets that I don't understand. Wow. I think at that stage, you should just drop your mic, right? Like, wow, that, that's good. Tice, I'll give you the last word. Is there anything you'd like to add? I, yeah, I think for me, I've just been, you know, since becoming a dad, just it humanizes our parents. <laughs> it helps me to see even if my dad, you know, did a lot of things great and has some faults, my dad is still a human being and he was a little boy once. And so for everyone in this room and everyone who's watching online, I don't know what your relationship with your dad is like, whether it's a great one or whether it's a challenging and difficult one, but seeing your father through the lens of he did his best and trying to understand that he's a human being who's faulty and flawed and maybe he didn't have the best role models in his life has helped me appreciate my dad so much, um, appreciate the things that I see from you know his, his father that maybe he worked on and didn't pass on to me in healthy ways. And, and, I, and my hope is that I can pass those things that are great from my dad onto my son and also continue to do my best to heal the areas in my life that I don't want to hopefully pass on to future generations. And so... Ice cream budget. Oh, ice cream budget, yes. Um, I'll work on it. Uh, but yeah, I think just understanding that... Um, Understanding that posture helps me have grace for my father, um, and I hope it's the same kind of grace that my son will have for me to see me 
as a, a flawed human being who's trying to do my best to love him. And so um, for people today who are watching and appreciate your father, if he's passed on great things to you, send a note, a text, write him a letter, do whatever you need to do to appreciate him today and say thanks for passing these things on. And if you're holding on to um, anger, frustration, resentment towards your father today, I'm not saying it's an easy process of forgiving, but my encouragement would be start that journey. Start that process. Don't hang on to resentment and bitterness towards your father today because God wants to heal you and set you free in that area and redeem and restore that relationship in a new way between you and your father. So that would just be my last kind of, as you were sharing, my last kind of thought for this morning. That's good. Thank you. Can we say thanks to Pastor Tyson and Lindsay this morning? I think we look forward to journeying further with you as a young family now and seeing little Bo uh, grow up in the ways of the sneaker. And uh, it is going to be good. And, but thank you for your honesty today. This is valuable. I hope that you have learned something and been able to take away something here uh, today as well. I'd love to pray for us. And then we're going to get you out onto this Father's Day and enjoy some beautiful weather. So let's pray. Father, thank you so much. Um, just right where we started. You're our Father. And I pray that the Father's love today would minister to anybody who's listening. In their relationship, in their life, would you come close? And would you um, show yourself as that one who loves so well? Thank you today for the wisdom that has been given to us by Tyson and Lindsay, and thanks that we were able to be introduced to Bo in the way we were today as well. Pray blessing upon their family. We're thankful, God, for the stairs and that they're a part of our community. And I just ask that in this next season, you will continue to teach, that you'll continue to show them your heart, especially as they parent their boy. And Lord, we are praying for Bo to grow up in the ways of the Lord that he would not depart from the right or from the left, but the word of the Lord would be sealed in his heart and in his mind. May he grow to love you, and may he change this world because your spirit lives in him as well. And so, God, we give you thanks. We love you. And again, special blessing to all of our fathers out there today. We thank you for them. We celebrate them and honor them today, and we love you. So thanks for this day, and we pray in Jesus' name. And everybody said... Come on, everybody said. Amen. Amen. Well, church, we love you. We hope that you have a fantastic week. Go into this day. Say happy Father's Day to somebody else. And we will see you next week as we continue in our series. Let's talk about that. Have a great week, everyone.